One division, one division, one division, one one division. Wait, hold on. We talk about Doctor Strange. <laughs> well, hello, hello, and hello. Welcome to the Movie Bugle Podcast. My name is Justin, and I am so excited that y'all have decided to tune in to listen to me talk about movies and TV shows. <laughs> Well, this is it. This is the episode that I have been waiting. I have all my notes here. We're going to talk about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Before we get there, let me lay down some housekeeping real quick. Please follow me at The Movie Bugle on my Instagram page. You can also tune in at iHeartRadio. I'm on Apple Podcasts. I'm on Stitcher. I'm on Google Podcasts. I am on Spotify. I think that's it. Yeah, (laughs) so thank y'all for tuning in and let's go ahead and jump in. So I told y'all on the last episode that I wanted to give an extra week just in case people haven't had the chance to watch Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness yet because, you know, sometimes not everyone can run out to the theaters and watch it on opening weekend. So last week, well, let's actually jump back. So the very first episode of this season, season three, um, I did like just a general overview coming back and everything like that. Episode two, I focused on the Empress herself, Miss Wanda, a- aka Scarlet Witch. On episode three, I talked about the journey of Doctor Strange for his second movie. And then now we're going to spoil the heck out of this movie. But before I spoil it, I do want to give some general thoughts in the beginning, just in case if you haven't actually checked out this movie yet, because it's kind of hard to really talk about this movie without talking about the not necessarily just talking about the spoilers but just talking about the plot points and just talking about the progression you know that when i remember when they announced this movie was gonna be just over two hours usually i'm like dang that's kind of short especially for like a big film like this but then i had to do a little bit of research and was like okay let me take a step back so this is directed by sam raimi Sam Raimi directed the infamous Spider-Man original uh, original trilogy with uh, Tobey Maguire. And I went back and looked at Spider-Man 2, which, you know, up until Spider-Man No Way Home has been my favorite Spider-Man movie. And that movie is just over our two hours, too. And that one feels really long. So I was like, OK, maybe, you know, he's able to use the time and the space in the movie to give it, you know, enough breathing room because this movie, it literally starts and it doesn't stop. So, (laughs) but, um, just wanted to give my overall thoughts about a couple of things before we get into the spoilery talk. Um, so if you haven't seen the movie yet, you just want to hear my overall review. I will let you know when I get to the spoiler section. Trust me, you want to experience this movie without any spoilers. There's already been a lot of spoilers online, even before the movie ever even came out. So kudos and hats off to you if you have been able to avoid any spoilers like that online. But let's go ahead and talk about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Now, my overall thoughts... I enjoyed this movie. I actually had a lot of fun with it. Um, I don't know where in my overall ranking this movie would be. Um, Like I know coming out of Spider-Man No Way Home, I was like easily top three. And then I had to sit down and think about it. And I was like, okay, I forgot where I put it at. I think it goes back and forth between one, two and three. But I was like easily top three just because it holds so much, you know, nostalgia for me and all stuff like that. This one, 
I don't know where it's going to rank, to be completely honest with you. I don't know if it's going to be in top 10, maybe top 15. I, I don't know. I actually have to sit with it and, and wait a little bit just so I can think about that. And I think the reason why is there's a, there's a couple of things and we'll, we'll get into it um, a little bit in the non-spoiler part and also the spoiler part. But like I said, overall, I definitely enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with it. I've seen it twice so far. Um, um, the first time I saw it was on uh, IMAX screen 2D at the Chinese theater over here in Hollywood. And then I saw it again on an IMAX AMC theater uh, 3D because I wanted to check out the, the 3D just to see what it was given for 3D elements. And um, but yes, yeah, so I've seen it twice. And um, like I said, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, this movie is kind of funny because the movie that was advertised is not the movie that we sort of got. And I, I wanted to break that down a little bit. And I'm gonna touch on this again when I get into the spoiler talk. Um, so I was the first half of that point, I'm gonna, this is gonna be non-spoiler. So going back to when they announced WandaVision, when they announced Spider-Man uh, No Way Home, and then when they announced this movie, this was supposed to be a, a like a multiverse trilogy, right? Like WandaVision was supposed to start it, and the second chapter was supposed to be Spider-Man, and then the third chapter was supposed to be this movie. Um, I think that when we actually take a look at all three properties, all three properties by themselves stand alone great, more so Spider-Man No Way Home and Doctor Strange obviously deals with the multiverse. WandaVision doesn't really deal with the multiverse to be completely honest with you. And I remember at the end of that show, I was like, how, like, how does this tie in? Like, I was really trying to figure out how it's supposed to tie in. No Doctor Strange showed up. We didn't get anything like that. You know, it was really about Wanda and Vision and the trauma Wanda had to go through and stuff like that. And, you know, this definitely ties into the movie, obviously, if you have seen it. But, you know, I don't think this was a trilogy that they originally said. I don't I don't get that. Now, having seen like the third act of that story, I don't know if all three tied into it. Um, even more so, like I was even telling like you guys like, hey, in order for you to watch Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, you have to see WandaVision, you have to see Spider-Man No Way Home. To be completely honest, the only homework that you need on this movie is WandaVision. Um, I would say some extra credit was obviously gonna be, you know, What If Show. Loki, you know, I think I threw Loki in there too. To be completely honest, I know there is repercussions in a Loki show, but you don't have to see Loki to see this movie. And then obviously the first Doctor Strange movie because this is supposed to be his sequel. It took us six six or seven years. The first one came out in 2016. Yeah, so it took us six years to get like his sequel movie, but there's been so much that's happened in between. So yeah, the movie that they advertise is not the same movie that we got. And you know what, I, I, I was actually thinking about this as well when I was writing down my notes. I was like, Spider-Man No Way Home originally was supposed to have a marketing campaign that was supposed to tease like this civil war f between 
Doctor Strange and Spider-Man. And then when we got to the movies, it was supposed to be a surprise twist about this multiverse stuff with all these different villains coming back from like the previous installments, right? So, but because the of all the leaks and you know all the stuff like that, they had to show Willem Dafoe and Alfred Molina and Jamie Foxx. They had to show all of that in the trailers because it got leaked. And then we started getting leaks about the different Spider-Mans. And so they had to lean into that. So going into the movie, we knew what that was supposed to be about. But there was an article, an article or someone has said, you know, maybe in an interview or somewhere that said originally they were going to hide all of that. We weren't going to see Dr. Octa, um, Dr. Otto Octavius. We weren't going to see Green Goblin in any other marketing material. They were going to promote this movie to um, Spider-Man No Way Home to be like a civil war between Doctor Strange and Spider-Man. And then when we got there, it was supposed to be very different. So even with the advertisement for this movie, I knew that this was gonna be Wanda looking for her kids. Like I put that together, obviously, you know, it's, it's not a genius thing, I'm not saying like that, but you know, I knew going in that was Wanda's mission. Cause I was like, if this is supposed to tie into uh WandaVision and Wanda is a heavy person and just knowing a little bit about the comics and everything that they did portray and especially that post credit scene in WandaVision I was like okay Wanda's gonna be looking for her kids I felt like she was gonna be a villain so I got all of that right but there's a few other things that I feel like they they advertised for this movie that we didn't sort of get so Anyways, I'm going to continue this conversation, but I wanted to go ahead and pause and say this is where I'm going to get into the spoiler talk. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, first of all, it's been in theaters for two weeks now, so I don't understand why you haven't seen the movie yet. But if you haven't seen the movie, please pause it here because I'm going to get into some spoiler talk and I don't want to spoil it for anyone. I don't want anyone hitting me up and saying you spoiled the movie for me, anything like that. So pause it, come back and listen to it later. All right, here we go. So jumping into the movie a little bit um even as far as like you know okay so i don't know it's like it's all over the place so i don't know where to begin okay so going back to my point i feel like they advertised this movie in the sense of okay the repercussions of dr strange saying doing the spell at the end of no way home was the reason why this uh the multiverse was going into madness right like even like I remember being in the theaters for Spider-Man No Way Home, one of the, the last post credit scene was the trailer for Doctor Strange and they said, I did what I had to do, there was no other way, blah, 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 blah. And then we go into this whole multiverse is going away and that's what I thought was gonna be happening. And I originally thought, okay, Wanda was gonna take advantage of this opportunity to learn about the multiverse and go look for her kids, right? So that's what I thought going into this movie because, you know, Kevin Feige said, you know, we have WandaVision, which goes into Spider-Man No Way Home, which goes into Doctor Strange. The movie that we got was Wanda knew very much about the multiverse and she is wreaking havoc 
on you know trying to find america chavez you know we start the movie off with you know defender strange you know in a different universe with america chavez and i forgot like the the portal or like the realm that they're in and i forgot the name of the it's like the counter book to the dark holds dark hole was you know has dark magic and the, the other book was supposed to be able to um you can use it to i, I guess dr strange can use it to um make anything he needs to defend himself or anything like that something like that so it starts off right away and you know the monsters that you know the first two monsters that we see is wanda like wanda is sending these monsters she she knows it now like i said i knew that wanda was supposed to be the villain of this movie i felt like she was gonna be the villain of this movie but i just feel like the advertisement sort of led you to think that this was supposed to be a part of an overall story i definitely feel like this was a continuation of wandavision to be completely honest i have this lowered down in my notes but i feel like this movie should have not been doctor strange and multiverse of madness this should have just been wandavision too like and i feel like a lot of people has also been saying that as well because this it doesn't really feel like a doctor strange movie like even like going back to the first doctor strange movie they you know if you know about the character Mordo, um you know he him and strange fight each other in the comics so they sort of breeze over that in dialogue when you know dr strange and america chavez goes to a different universe and they see that mortal is the sorcerer supreme on that universe because doctor their doctor strange died and he's like yeah on my on my earth he welcomed me into you know you know to the family and all of a sudden he became really evil and started like you know bothering me and we uh, we hate each other now so it's like they skipped over all of that just with dialogue and i'm like huh if this was like true doctor strange sequel i feel like we would have seen that so i think that's maybe that's where i'm just trying to figure out like you know like like i said i enjoyed the movie but there's a couple of things where like now having seen the movie a second time i'm like okay i can actually like i'm off the hype train i'm off like whatever i can look at it from like a critic's point of view um Let's talk about the Illuminati. <laughs> so uh, the Illuminati. Okay, so if you don't know who the Illuminati is, and I'm not, this is not the Illuminati that everyone says that Beyonce is a part of, like, cause she's clearly not. <laughs> but anyways, no. So the Illuminati in the comics. I'm gonna talk about the Illuminati in the comics first, and then I'm gonna talk about the Illuminati that we got in the movie. So the Illuminati in the comics, if we go back to um, Captain America's Civil War. So you remember in Civil War when they they had, you know, they wanted the Avengers to sign the Sokovia Accords, pretty much saying that, you know, everyone, all the United Nations came together and we put together this, pretty much this contract that the Avengers has to sign that pretty much says, y'all are government property now and only we can tell you when to go um, to battle and stuff like that, right? Well, the Illuminati was a secret organization by the the different groups of superheroes around the world so the one from this movie is slightly different well it's not slight, it's very different from the one that's in the comics so in the comics you have dr strange who is the sorcerer leader you know the dr strange and everyone who is you know is works with him or you know all the different sorcerers they protect our reality right so in dr strange in the comics he's the sorcerer supreme you know wong is the sorcerer supreme inside of these movies because of what happened you know 
know, with Avengers Endgame and him, Doctor Strange getting blipped on stuff like that. But anyways, that's just MCU. But in the comics, obviously, Doctor Strange is still the Sorcerer Supreme. So he stands in for the Sorcerers. We have Professor Xavier, which I'm going to touch on that a little bit more. I'm just going down a little bit. But we have Professor Xavier. He's the leader of the X-Men. We have Namor, uh, who is from Atlantis. Namor is actually supposed to be the villain in black panther wakanda forever just a little tea for y'all uh just in case y'all don't know um uh, that's that's what the, the streets are saying but namor is supposed to be the villain you heard it here first i mean it's, it's not a secret but if you don't follow along you know i'm anyways so namor is supposed to be there for the atlanteans uh we have black bolt uh who he black bolt is the one who if he speaks you know he can kill you with the sound of his voice he's in he's standing for the inhumans and then we also have reed richards um we know reed richards fantastic four and then we have iron man who is the leader of the um, avengers so that's the that's the um illuminati in the comics now in the comics they don't have a big headquarters in the middle of the city they don't have you know like they, they meet in secret and i remember i actually just looked this up recently but the first time that the illuminati actually came together they met in wakanda and they and black panther was there as well and black panther after one meeting was like yeah no sis y'all gonna leave me out of this i don't i don't want to be a part of y'all's you know secret console the wakandas is gonna stay over here but i'm not gonna tell anyone else about the illuminati so the illuminati is not something that you know everyone knows about it's not anything like that they literally meet in secret they meet in behind closed doors and they make these types of decisions for all the superheroes and they fight with each other they don't always get along and i think that's the reason why the black uh, black panther was like no leave me out of this because he was like yeah we we have our own stuff you know wakanda shout out to wakanda because wakanda is always gonna look out for wakanda first <laughs> anyway so that's the comics illuminati the movie version of illuminati i'm gonna go through the list again just so i um and i'll and i'll make a reference to everyone because if you were in a hype theater who follows all things marvel they would have gotten excited the first time i saw the movie i was you know at the chinese theater opening night thursday the, the theater was hype so there was a lot of different people shouting for all these different characters stuff like that the second time they really only got excited for like one person but it wasn't even that loud and then they got they got you heard a few like oh like for like someone else so i'm gonna go through and i'm gonna explain the significance of these of these particular cameos and where they come from in the movie version so starting off we have mordo and mordo is in place of stephen strange because you know stephen strange died we'll talk about that a little bit you know once we once i go through all of the uh, different illuminati members but mordo he is in place for the sorcerers we have captain marvel um who, and this is maria rambo's variant now in my first, and neither one of them, uh, there wasn't a lot of excitement for this. And I was kind of like, y'all need to put some respect on Maria Rambo. So if you've seen WandaVision, actually, let's jump back to ask Maria where she actually fear, uh, first appeared. If you saw the first Captain Marvel movie, she was, you know, Carol Danvers' best friend, you know, in the Air Force. That was, that's the same Maria Rambo. That's the same actress who's also, you know, 
who plays this Captain Marvel. She is also Monica Rambeau's mother from WandaVision. So on this particular Earth, she's Captain Marvel. So instead of Carol Danvers becoming Captain Marvel, she becomes Captain Marvel. So that's the, the significance of that particular cameo for Captain Marvel. We also have Captain America, Peggy Carter. And the significance of this one, obviously, is, you know, this is the same actress that's played, that's been Agent Carter, Peggy Carter, you know, throughout all of these movies. If you saw the What If series, the very first episode of the What If series was What If uh, Peggy Carter took the Super Soldier Serum instead of Steve Rogers. So they wanted to showcase that here in this movie. Um, so that was the significance of that Captain America and... <laughs> We're going to talk about her in a little bit as well, because that her fighting against one. Anyways, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, getting ahead of myself. Reed Richards. Now, Reed Richards, um, John Krasinski. Now, this particular cameo was significant because for years, fans have been saying, we want John Krasinski to be the MCU's version of uh, Reed Richards, a.k.a. Mr. Fantastic. Reason, well, there's a few reasons why, but the main reason why is the MC, well, the Fantastic Four, you have the originals with Jessica Alba and Chris Evans before he became Captain America in the MCU. And then they did it again uh, with Michael B. Jordan and Miles Teller you know they have that and honestly i say what you want to say about that movie i actually enjoyed like the first third of that movie to be completely honest with you um if you take all the the ending is horrible like the ending is terrible i feel like the first the first third of that movie was like great this the middle part of that movie slipped like you know it dips a little bit you can see where like they made executive changes and the third that third act is horrible but anyways um you have that version but you know ever since you know disney acquired fox fans have been saying you know if the mcu brings in their version of fantastic four you know they want them to be a little bit older you know the last time they did it with miles taylor and michael b jordan they were younger they wanted to go like the older route because the fantastic four in the comics were the original like they you know they're like the first family like i don't want to say they were the original superheroes but you know they they are one of the oldest comics that are out there so they're they're like I guess royalty or legacy in in the in the Marvel lore, I will say. But anyways, uh, John Krasinski has been a fan, you know, prediction. We want him, we want him. And reason part of that is also because, you know, he married Sue Storm and he's married to, John Krasinski is married to Emily Blunt in real life. So they were saying that Emily Blunt could be Sue Storm. He could be Reed Richards. So I feel like this was 100% fan service to give the audience. Now I had told the people that I had went to see this movie with when I saw it at the first time and I was like, if this tests well, I can see them, Marvel being, giving the Fantastic Four movie to John Krasinski to uh, direct. Because I feel like he said that he wouldn't mind directing it. Uh, I think I actually read a, 
a quote that he has said he was like you know i trust kevin feige uh, he loves what marvel is doing he's a director himself he's directed both uh, quiet place one and two which i love both those movies amazingly um so he knows how to direct himself because he was in the first movie he was in the second movie a little bit but the second movie was more about like his wife and the children and the aftermath of his death and stuff like that but anyways um i can see him being reed richards and also directing that movie as well and seeing where that could go so i feel like that's the reason why we got john krasinski as reed richards it was a hundred percent fan service professor xavier played by the one and only patrick stewart now this is also another fan service moment because on our earth the, the name mcu there isn't no mutants um and i'm gonna get to i have a point to say with that in just a minute but you know obviously they pulled you know patrick stewart from the x-man franchise to bring him over they put him in the classic yellow wheelchair and i didn't notice it the first time i watched it but the second time because the theater was so quiet they played his, they played the X-Men 97 theme song when he was rolling up and he was like, we should tell him the truth. <laughs> so when they played that, they was playing the X-Men 97 theme song. So I was like, oh, snap, that's actually kind of dope. So, you know, of course he was there. Um, there were leaks of him being in it. And then I feel like he eventually was just like, yeah, I'm in the movie. So they really didn't hide it. They put him in the trailer. They never showed his face, but they played his voice. You saw the side of his head. So you knew he was coming. And then, you know, some other stuff I'm going to wrap about a little bit later um, regarding like the advertisement. Like you knew he was in this movie. They just didn't really say it. And then even like for Spider-Man No Way Home, they hit Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield from the premiere um the red carpet premiere patrick stewart was there like he took pictures and everything so everyone was like yes yeah, so we ever we all know he's in the movie but they did hide john krasinski and they hit like other people so that was actually pretty cool um and then we also have black bolt so that black bolt was the same black bolt care like actor who was in the tv show Inhumans. i didn't really watch it um and i i think at that time we didn't have like the disney plus shows so any of the tv shows that came out besides maybe uh uh the peggy carter show the captain carter or not captain carter uh agent carter show yeah besides that show i feel like all the other shows like agents of shield was like they mentioned some stuff here and there but they were doing their own thing the inhumans they were doing their own thing um they could pretty much say oh yeah that inhumans was just on another universe so that's how they can tie all this stuff together and just you know keep it moving but that black bolt character and actor was the same one from that tv show so that is the that is uh the movie's version of the illuminati very different from the comics but you know they gave us the fan service now as much as i loved it like i i i, I love a good you know give us give us that like i i love it i will say that um not having an explanation of it like i feel like this movie what it, it did a lot of you should know what this is and i think that because me personally i like i know like i know who the illuminati is but if you are someone who don't understand who it is they didn't explain it they're not they're, they didn't explain who these characters are and i feel like like for example with professor xavier you know he 
there is no connection to our our universe because we don't have mutants so i feel like you know if we're just going based on like tit for tat like we have a captain marvel we have a captain america we have a mortal and that's it we don't have a fantastic four yet we don't have uh we don't have any humans and we don't have um mutants so these extra characters weren't explained in the you know as far as the movie so i feel like from the story standpoint there wasn't a lot to really connect with because it's kind of like well we don't know who these people are like what like what is your significance like what 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 why are you here you know what i mean like it's just some old man in a wheelchair now from the audience standpoint we know that's professor xavier we know that is he's the leader of a mutant. we know he's a mutant we know he has powers like that you know maybe they're going to explain it a little bit more in shows and stuff like that to come you know mutants is a huge thing you know they can't just throw it in there so i totally get that and this is this is not me like taking away this is just me like nitpicking i guess i would say just you know because you know this this is what i do so sorry but anyways getting back to the illuminati they pretty much you know you know dr strange they tell dr strange you know we had to kill your version because he got a hold of the dark holds and you know we was fighting thanos which i thought that was actually kind of interesting so on every universe they had to fight thanos and if you think about that thanos on every single universe was like hmm we have too many people we have too many like bodies and stuff like that and not enough resources so i need to wipe off half of every single universe like half of everyone on every single universe and what's kind of cool is when they when they jump to them on titan you see thanos dead like he's literally dead you know right there on the side and they're about to kill like you know their version of dr strange because he got a hold of the dark hold and all the stuff like that so they show like their power you see the power of black bolt he just goes i'm sorry and it like sends off this big old like sound wave that just pretty much like disintegrates dr strange you know and they make him out to be like a hero and I think the reason why that they killed him is because he tried to go to a different universe to get some answers, which caused, you know, I think it's called like incursion or something like that. When two universes collide and he killed like whole one universe. It was like trillions of people, like just like trillions of people died because he and caused one universe to collide with another universe. And I actually think that universe that collided was the one that we visited last. I don't know if a lot of people put that two together but i feel like one universe like died obviously and then the other universe collided where, where we saw like the evil dr strange but anyways one that came through and she killed everyone now this was supposed to be another bullet point a little bit later but i wanted to tie it into this one because this movie had some horror elements to it i I won't say that it's a horror movie per se. It has horror elements to it. And I can see how some people can get scared because there's a couple of scenes that was very, very trippy. Starting off with this Illuminati fight scene, you know, the fight scene itself wasn't that bad, but you know, she, it was, she was out for blood. Like you, you didn't see too much blood because it's a PG 13 movie and it was also like a Marvel movie, but when Peggy Carter, <laughs> wait, <laughs> okay, I, 
I knew. Wait, wait, hold on. I knew I was gonna go. Okay, hold on, hold on. So you have Wanda, aka the Scarlet Witch, aka this powerful being who on a whole different universe she dream walked herself into her variant you know what i mean and her variant went to the illuminati headquarters and is killing these ultron bots which by the way where is iron man did iron man die on this universe too like why do we have ultron bots i don't know that's 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 another conversation about I, I may come back to that but anyways you have Wanda and then Mortal stays behind because they're so hell bent on. We don't trust you, Doctor Strange, which I felt was super annoying. Both times I saw this movie, I was annoyed with that. I was like, Wanda is literally coming to kill y'all hoes and y'all are literally over here worried about Doctor Strange. Like they're, she's literally on the way to kill all of y'all and y'all are worried about Doctor Strange who's trying to help you. So annoying. Anyways wanda shows up and she goes through the illuminati like is like it's tissue paper <laughs> the only person who really gave her a fight was captain marvel that was the only one and then she died underneath some pebbles like okay i feel like they 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 had to do that because captain marvel literally i feel like you know if you think about it could have survived that but anyways but i was laughing in my seat when captain america miss peggy carter herself thought that she could hold her own ground against the scarlet witch if you don't take your frisbee and sit down somewhere <laughs> Wanda said, give me that Frisbee, girl. Oh my gosh. I was hollering in my seat. Like she, you literally sat there and saw Wanda, like she said, what mouth to Black Bolt and his mouth was gone and he screamed inside his own head and his head popped like a balloon. Like it popped like a water balloon, like popped. And then she turned Reed Richards into spaghetti and then popped him. You think your no power behind ass is gonna be able to take the Scarlet Witch with that Frisbee? Sit down, sit down. Like, you know, I'm, I'm just gonna be completely honest. Like, I, I love superheroes with powers. Give me someone with powers. And for you to literally, yeah, okay, you have you have super soldier. Yeah, you're strong. Wow. You're going against the Scarlet Witch. You and that Frisbee. Sit down somewhere. She threw that she threw that shield at Wanda and Wanda turned around and threw it right back at her so fast it split her in half. I hollered in my seat that was so funny i i knew that was gonna be <laughs> i knew that was gonna be like crazy but with uh captain captain marvel she put up a fight she put a really good fight you know you know they were spinning back and forth and i remember i said i wanted like some good fight scenes in this movie we and we had a few of them you know we had the the the, the fight at comitage with literally wanda versus everyone else 
but yeah so i know i wanted to spend a, a big chunk of this review talking about the illuminati just because that's the thing that i feel like outside of wanda people are going to be talking about the most just because of all of this you know special cameos that we got but i want to jump back a little bit into like the horror elements of this movie like i said like so to some people this is going to be like a horror movie um it's going to have some horror elements to it for me um you know so one of the sequences i actually really did like was the first time that wanda actually got possession of her variant on you know the other universe and we saw like you know the picture like moving and not moving and we saw like, all the stuff like that and she took a coat of her body i thought that was really cool i thought like wanda you know chasing them around the basement of the illuminati headquarters when she i thought in the trailers it made it look like she was supposed to be a zombie but she wasn't she was just literally just covered in you know not blood per se because it was like well i guess some blood because she just killed all of the illuminati but you know she was covered in the ultron bots like oil and stuff like that she was chasing them around um but i also think when she when she showed up in the um Comertage, I think I think it was called the Comertage, when she shows up and after, you know, after Doctor Strange, a uh, ghost to her. You, you know what's so funny? I I know I told y'all this is gonna be all over the place, so I apologize. Just just stay with me. When Doctor Strange goes and visits Wanda for the first time, and she's picking flowers off the trees and stuff like that, in the trailers, if you put two and two together. I, I remember saying I feel like that's a that's that's a trick it was an illusion like that whole thing in the beginning like because I, I knew Wanda was gonna be the villain like I knew she was gonna be like she wasn't gonna be helping Doctor Strange out she was gonna be the villain so when you saw like her picking flowers and then later in the trailer it's like the same area but it was all like burnt and stuff like that I felt like that was gonna be an illusion so when dr strange went and they had the whole conversation and she was like bring america chavez to me um peacefully or you know hand her over and i'm not going to kill no one and she showed up to comertage and they had the whole fight and dr strange chopped um not chopped her but like you know uh trapped her in the mirror dimension i thought that whole sequence of her getting out the mirror dimension and using like the reflections was was pretty creepy there was a lot of creepy stuff in this movie you know so i felt like they they did a really good job you know sam raimi is known for his horror movies i believe he directed evil dead and a couple of other like horror movies and stuff like that and he had some like classic iconic sam raimi stuff like i even noticed certain things that he did like even the spider-man movie like you know him like in the beginning of the movie with america chavez and that one eyed you know monster looking thing fighting on the side of the building that reminded me of spider-man 2 with spider-man and dr otto octavius you know what i mean even like the climbing up the window and you saw like the the people inside the building that was a classic sam raimi thing for me because we don't normally get that you know with these other mcu movies but they wanted to show hey there's people around like people they may get hurt so i thought that was really cool but you know one thing i had mentioned earlier was i felt like this was wandavision 2 more than anything else and the reason why i say that is because the whole plot of this movie after you know all the trailers and stuff like that like i said the trailers did not match what this movie was this was about wanda trying to get her two kids back point blank period wanda was looking through the dark hole found some spells that she can do to get her kids back and you know what's so crazy is, you know, 
I thought that maybe her kids was gonna be aged up. You know, there was a lot of different ways that I felt this movie could have went towards the end, but no, her kids were still young. Um, you know, but she was she was looking for her kids and she was willing to do anything to find her kids. So when you find out that she sent the two monsters in the beginning, you know, she was going after America Chavez. And let's actually touch on America Chavez really quick because this is the first time we actually see this character in the MCU. If you don't know who she is and if you don't still understand like what she is by the end of this movie, basically she has the ability to punch um portal like star-shaped portals between multiverses so that's why all her portals were shaped like a star that wasn't for this movie that's actual her character in the comics she's also lgbtq um she comes from like a utopia and that's why she had if you saw closely on her jacket she had like the little pin like the you know the the pride um the pride flag pin um she had two moms and stuff like that so i thought that was really cute um but yeah she i think she's gonna be living in our universe now obviously she doesn't have anywhere else to go but yeah i what did you guys think about america chavez i thought she was really cool as i thought that it was really nice to have like you know a latin x uh a, well not latin x but a, a latin superhero because we don't have too many of those um any superheroes of different diversities i welcome them because obviously you know everyone doesn't have to be white sorry not sorry um but anyways um so we have america chavez and wanda is the whole movie wanda is trying to get her so that way she can steal her power and go to different universes now with that particular plot point you know wanda says the reason why she wanted america chavez's you know powers is because she wanted to be able to use that ability on her own to go between the different universes so i guess she was gonna leave the dark i don't think she was gonna leave the dark hole behind but it's kind of like you already have the dark hole you can already go between universes if you want to i guess but she wanted that ability because america chavez is like why don't you just let me sing you where you want to go and just be done with it and it was like no i want to be able to do this by myself because if my kids get sick i could just go to a different universe and so want y'all to come after me like da, 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 da. so she, she was willing to do anything she wanted to do and that was it now like i said this was in my opinion wandavision part like this is the second wandavision so was this even a doctor strange movie yes and no obviously we stay with the doctor strange character throughout the entire movie but you know this was more wanda's movie and i think that in order for them you know and they they take like these movies and they hijack them so like going back a little bit to i would say first example that comes to my head is captain america civil war right so there was there was an arc i feel like okay that's actually i and i literally just thought about this as i was thinking of like saying it out loud the difference between captain america civil war still feeling like a captain america movie versus this feeling like a doctor strange movie is captain america civil war had a theme between the captain america the first avenger captain america winter soldier and captain america civil war and it was basically bucky and steve you know they were buddy buddy in the first movie and then you thought that bucky had passed away because i think he fell off the train or something like that but then you later find out that he comes back as the winter soldier and then that's the whole like 
the whole premise of like Captain America the Winter Soldier and then you know they're still trying to chase after him and they get to him and all stuff like that so there was like the same overall like theme between those three movies whereas in like this one this one was hijacked by wanda like don't get me wrong i'm a wanda stan i'm a wanda fan anything she does i'm here for it like as and i'm i'm not griping about that i'm just comparing like you can't really say it's apples to like apples to apples it's really apples to oranges because even though they changed the third captain america movie to be about civil war and it was like avengers 2.5 they still had you know the side plots where it was a captain america movie like you you saw that and yes iron man was throughout it and i don't really see it like you know in the sense of like just being like a standalone captain america movie but i feel like there were elements and themes that you can carry between all of the other captain america movies where it was like okay cool like for example peggy carter you know finally passing away in that one and all the stuff like that and they did have some they had christine in this movie you know she gets married but i feel like because it's been so long between the last doctor strange movie her getting married didn't have as much weight because she never popped up in anything else she wasn't in avengers endgame she, she wasn't in infinity war she, you didn't see her at all and you know spider-man and stuff like that and then the whole premise of this movie even from the very first opening action scene was because wanda was trying to get america chavez so that she can go find her kids and then america chavez runs into dr strange who helps protect her you know what I mean? It wasn't, oh, Doctor Strange is dealing with the repercussions of his actions because of the spell that went wrong from Spider-Man No Way Home and, you know, him giving up the time stone. Like, they mentioned those things, but it wasn't, like, a driving force of this movie. So, unfortunately, I don't see this as a Doctor Strange movie. I see it as WandaVision 2. And I think that's sad because I feel I love the Doctor Strange character. I told you guys before that I don't really know too much about Doctor Strange growing up, you know, but because he has magic, because he deals with sorcery and stuff like that, I've become a huge fan of his character. I feel like we don't see enough of his powers whenever we get, you know, those things like even that, that fight between him and his variant, like evil Doctor Strange with the music notes. I know some people thought that was weird. I actually thought that was really, really cool. And it was like, they used the fact that it was like written stuff and they threw it at each other. I thought that was really dope. Like, I was like, give me more like fights like that. And that, that fight lasted for a few minutes. I was like, that's what I wanted from this movie. I wanted some magic fights to go back and forth. I wanted it to feel like a Doctor Strange movie. And we got elements but we didn't get enough to the point where it was like okay i can see this is a doctor strange movie with the help of wanda you know what i mean even like you know thor ragnarok in the, the third thor movie we had hulk well, hulk was there but that was a thor movie you know hella came to asgard and you know destroyed and all that stuff like that you know we followed the story of like thor throughout that entire movie and I just feel like this one was hijacked by Wanda. I think that 
you know one of the end credit scenes i don't know the character at all i'm gonna have to do some research but i think her name is clea or clea but apparently was charlie staring pops up in the first uh, end credit scene if you don't know clea is supposed to be another sorcerer from a, i think she's from like the dark dimension um i heard i when i read i think she was a, i think she's the daughter of dumamu and dumamu is the the big you know energy force that came at the first at the end of the first doctor strange movie where doctor strange put himself in that time loop and was like dumamu i'm here to bargain so clea is a product of that and instead of going to the bad side she goes to the good side and she becomes the sorcerer supreme of that realm and so she shows up and in the comics her and dr strange gets together so hopefully they make that a part they make obviously she's a big part of the third movie hopefully we see the repercussions is because now our dr strange has the third eye in the middle of his head and um yeah so I, I want Doctor Strange to get like a Doctor Strange movie. I feel like the fact that they've also introduced like these horror elements inside the movie that, you know, I wanted to go deeper and darker in it. And maybe by then Marvel, you know, the, the Marvel would be a little bit more brave to give us like some more cutting edge. Maybe by the time Doctor Strange 3 comes out, we would have had like Deadpool come out. And if, if they keep Deadpool rated R, then they can say okay cool we can have a rated r like movie and it's okay if this movie doesn't make it to like a billion or like two billion dollars because it's rated r like we can have a solid rated r movie you know and not rated r because of all the cussing and all the stuff like that but rated r because of the elements like the horror elements and if it's not going to be rated r it could be a strong pg-13 movie because of the horror elements and i want them to go there so that's that's what i want uh last so last thing that i wanted to mention is is wanda dead absolutely not she's not dead you know if we don't see a body that means they're not dead obviously they you know it's been rumors and reports of saying that elizabeth olsen has signed like a seven-year contract you know they're not gonna kill the most popular character right now that'll be really dumb for them to do that um i do feel like wanda eventually um because right now she's she's full of villain and there's a couple of different ways they can go for when wanda returns you know we have agatha and the house of harkness coming back to disney plus so th maybe that's going to be the official wandavision too but even though this is the unofficial wandavision too um but we'll, we'll see but she's not she's not dead i'm i don't know how long they're going to keep her down or how long we're not going to see her maybe she could pop up here and there um, it would be nice if she becomes a superhero again um there was um, a theory that i had about this movie that didn't come true that i felt like there could have been a way for them to bring in the x-men and now that the movie has come out and i can see what they've done i'm gonna share this theory with you and then i'm gonna leave y'all alone <laughs> so one of the theories that i was saying is i felt like you know x-men is not around in this in this universe at all and i think that you know in the comics scarlet witch is um magneto's daughter in the comics so she's a she's a mutant she becomes an omega level mutant she's not you know she and she wears the name scarlet witch they sort of went the witchy route for the mcu a little bit more heavenly you know to try to deviate away from that you know mutant background from the comics 
but one theory that I had and I also read online and you know I agree with it was what if you know the reality that we live in you know in the trailer when um Professor Xavier says we should tell him the truth what if the truth was that the reality that our MCU is not the real MC is not the real reality and that another Scarlet Witch had uttered the words no more mutants and changed the fabric of everything you know what I mean and so so that way by the end of this movie they could have reversed it and the mutants are here now or so that was a that was one theory that I had another theory that I had for the mutants coming in was everyone who was involved in the hex from WandaVision because they went through because when Monica when she went through the hex several times and she that's how she got her powers so I felt like for those who went through the hex you know in Westview they all got a mutant X gene in them that could either be contagious or not be contagious because of that type of power and they they call it the mutant x because you have this now gene and now all of a sudden you just have random powers and i feel like that could have been a way they could have brought the x-men in now that we are on the other side of dr strange and the multiverse of madness i don't know how they're going to bring the x-men in i know that they're coming eventually um i know a lot of us wanted um storm to show up in a black panther wakanda forever but we don't have no answers for X-Men now. So I don't know how they're going to do it. So we'll see. But anyways, there you guys have it. That's my spoiler review. Like I said, I overall, I enjoyed it. Um, I do have some, you know, some nitpicky stuff here and there. My overall takeaway from this movie is I don't think it was a Doctor Strange movie. I think it was WandaVision 2. And, you know, although I'm a huge fan of Wanda, I feel like it's a disservice to Doctor Strange and his movie. I do feel like he was hijacked a little bit from his movie. And I feel kind of bad because, you know, Doctor Strange is amazing. And I feel like he deserves his own proper movie. Where do I give it in a scale of one to 10? About an 8.5. I would say between an eight and an 8.5. Um, and I think, the actually i would probably say about a solid eight and i think when i first saw it, it was about an 8.5 and i think now that i've seen it again it's about an eight i don't think it's gonna fall anything lower than an eight because i do feel like the movie was great i feel like the movie has like a lot of different you know you know wonderful things about it i love the horror elements i love the like wanda i feel like she did exactly what she needs to do in this movie but there are some things and now that i have come off the hype train i can look back and say okay i can see this and i can see this there's some people calling it a mess online i don't see how it's a mess um i don't i don't get that from the movie at all um i definitely feel like it is one of the better mcu movies um it's a risk taker you know we it's a movie with you know horror elements and people dying and stuff like that i just wanted some more payoffs and i feel like on the other side of the movie we didn't get a lot of payoffs from this movie um it was a lot of like okay all that happened and then now what you know what i mean so i don't know that's that's just my takeaway from the movie but what do you guys think did you like the movie did you not like the movie let me know on my instagram page hit me up on my instagram at the movie bugle you can also find me on uh, iHeartRadio, apple podcast stitcher google podcast tune in and spotify i try to release a podcast every monday at 9 a.m pacific time so pass it along to your friends pass it to your co-workers pass it to everyone that you know the movie bugle again find me on my instagram page at the movie bugle and until next time i will talk to you guys soon bye